0: against the best rider in the world to be the number one guy right now is something we have all had to earn and and, you know we don't get hired to go get fifth or sixth or fourth let alone second
1: i mean we're hired to win it's crunch time for me you know i got the second place last year you know so there's only one spot left and that's the championship oh i don't think there's any words on how bad i want this
0: title it's a passion you know and i think there's something still deep inside of me that wants to push when it comes down to racing you better believe i'll be ready to go The depth of field. That's the way this season is breaking down. One of the deepest fields we've ever seen. you tell me this championship isn't going to be competitive?
1: Will you risk everything? Will you leave it all on the track? The quest to be Monster Energy Supercross
0: Champion is about to begin. The gate drop to kick it off! and gentlemen welcome to the moto limited podcast here is your host nick still all
1: righty guys welcome back to the moto limited podcast another episode this week this week well tonight we have the troy lee designs gas gas red bull factory rider he is the two fifty class rider for the team. It is Michael Mosman. Michael, what's happening, buddy?
0: It's serious. just, just, uh, just cruising, man. Just got home from a bit of cycle. Yeah, I tell you what, you're pretty good at that Troy Lee Rebel gas gas thing. You got it down better, I think, than I do.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> have you ever screwed it up? Like you know. On the, oh, po- on dude, the podium you're like, Oh shit, I gotta read this all over again. Have you ever screwed it yeah, up? Yeah, I'd
0: like to think I think like to think Rockstar truly, I mean uh, <laughs> 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 No, it's it's always like, you know, you don't you don't practice that a lot in the mirror or anything, so when you switch teams it's like you're a little hesitant, you know, it doesn't just flow out naturally like it did for you there.
1: You gotta, you know, get get the mechanic to hold the pit board up and try and read it backwards when it's coming down. That'll be funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, a be like be like a Joe Biden speech, you know, just
1: uh, on the teleprompter. (laughs) Oh wow, (laughs) (laughs) dude, that's coming in hot straight up, and I like it.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, how, like, how's America going? Like, you know, we've really started this thing off proper. You know, we, we see so much on social media about, like, America and the whole Biden thing. How's it going over there?
0: Dude, I don't know, man. I tell you what, it's tough because it's hard to avoid, like, the politics right now. Like, it's so in your face. And then, uh, dude, like, it comes up in conversations so much you know, and people are angry about this and other people are angry about that. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, You know, I've seen a couple of different documentaries and stuff uh, as far as like, just, uh, you know, everyone's, everyone's looking at different information. And so, you know, what we believe or what, you know, some people believe is truth and other people are, not seeing any of what the first person is seeing because all of our social media is so personalized to us and um you know the things we've clicked on, so it shows us this other thing, and it's like oh yeah it's kind of it's kind of wild, so uh we're yeah there's there's definitely some division, not necessarily amongst uh I don't know like in the motor community, I think everyone's pretty similar, and most motor community we're just like we're gonna ride dirt bikes and stay
1: out of it <laughs> that's the you know that's that's it and it was weird you know the whole the whole COVID thing shutting everything down but you know the mm. weird thing for me is you know at the moment it's like every single team is trying to get out of california and like you've come back to california is it what's it like yeah coming, there's coming a few of us came back what is it good to be back or uh
0: yes and no uh I really like uh, I really liked Florida, and well, I I still live there, but uh, I really enjoy Florida. I have a big community of friends who know nothing about dirt bikes there, and that is like just awesome for me. Um, and then California, it's like the opposite. Like it's kind of wild, you know. Everywhere you go, you see a dirt bike, and you know if you ever meet someone new and you. Oh, anything motocross comes up or it's like, you know, or sometimes I'll go to the pump track and like get recognized. it's just, it's just a weird, it's a different thing, you know? Um, and then everything's like dry out here in Southern California, Northern California where I grew up. is like super nice. So, so love it up there. But, and then honestly, like the politics COVID, like, dude, we're pretty much mask free everywhere we go. Um, So it's it's been good.
1: That yeah, dude. You guys are shut down though, huh? Dude, it's not. Dude, it's not good. And you know, like, the funny thing is, we don't have any cases. Like, like. Oh no! Yeah. Like, if we get dude, if we get five cases, shit goes south down here, and you know they're locking (laughs) down. We've had the longest lockdown in the history of this the history of the world basically. And it's yeah, completely you know, you over, over nothing. And it's, it's funny, like as bad as it sounds, like they're like, okay, you guys can, so you guys can start traveling come December, but you have to be fully vaccinated or you're not allowed to leave the country. It's tough. So it's like, I'm not like, I'm not one of those dudes that wants to get into it, but I'm just like, Hey, if this is what we got to do to go back to normal, then hell let's do it. Cause I got some super cross. I need to go to. So, but, yeah, you know, it, it, is, really. it is what it is, I guess. But that's that's refreshing to hear that California's, you know, back to some sort of normality because it's just like I'd hate yeah. to go from one place to another and like the whole mass thing is screwed. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping. No, like, I mean that Supercross next year feels normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it it will be. I think for the most part. I mean, you know, I don't know the stands and, you know, stadiums and what their whole deals will be. But I think, you know, most people are at this point decently over it and, uh, or really, really over it. (laughs) Uh, and, you know, I mean, even, even to ask like, uh, security workers or, you know, whoever at the stadiums, like, those guys aren't exactly getting paid enough to care whether your mask is <laughs> on or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it'll be pretty normal.
1: Hope so. I hope know, it, it'll be cool just to go back to, you know, like a full Anaheim stand for oh, fall, yeah. opening ceremony. Like, dude, that stuff Love is
0: that Oh, stuff you is- know you know people are gonna be packing in there. If they have remotely like decent protocols or whatever where they're not gonna, you know, force everyone to be this or that, then that place will be packed, but everyone, I think, yeah, if you're going to be nervous about anything, it's but people are going to be scared that they can't go in unless they're, you know, got three masks on.
1: We we just need to all go embrace Supercross and forget about, (laughs) forget about everything else. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. So did a, did a cycle this morning. Hey, what's, uh, What's Will Hahn got you doing? Is it is it full on or?
0: Oh, me. you want me to spill all the secrets? You know, I think you got a training gotta. program. <laughs> uh, that's the, oh, you it's great. Uh, yeah, no, we. Uh, I mean, we like somewhere in between, like pretty chill, but also hammering quite a bit. Um, I would say the it was like I was hurting most of the time, and. <laughs> Then we, and, but like, uh, yeah, one of the things I'm, I'm wanting to grow to embrace the suffering. So I didn't say anything and just kept my head down, kept, kept grinding. And, uh, but it's just me, Justin and Will Bruce is at a wedding. And, um, then we stopped and they got coffee. And Will's like, dude, you need to get a baked good. And I was like, wow, this is different.
1: (laughs) now now we're talking.
0: Yeah, so then we stopped. I got a blueberry scone, you know, we filled my water bottle. Yeah, this is, you know, a three hour ride, so it's like fair yeah, enough.
1: Yeah, definitely in the heart locker there with the uh, with the hurt I mean, locker sorry with the blueberry.
0: Dude, I mean look, I mean if even if you're not pedaling, just to sit on that seat for three hours is you know <laughs> That's enough. You gotta got <laughs> yeah, be full tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So then uh then then we stopped and then getting back going, everyone I was like Man, my legs are locked up And then everyone all Like I, I said one thing And then everyone started Being like Yeah, no kidding huh? Golly, I can't even pedal Like I they, We were just Going nuts talking, And it was like Oh, I'm so glad That everyone else is feeling it Like I'm feeling it <laughs> Well, and you know so,
1: That's That's strange to hear that You know, like Because you've come from Baker's factory Dude, I've heard that dude Likes to push people To their limit Yeah, for sure for sure. He loves it. He's at, you know. So, uh,
0: man, Baker's Baker's program, the thing is, is like, it is doable. And everyone is is different. Everyone's body is capable of different. And, uh, you know, everyone eats a little bit different, you know. There, there's so many different things. So, it's like, honestly, like, Baker's program, there was some times where, yeah, absolutely, it was gnarly, and I was drained. But I remember, like, there was a lot of times where everyone else would be drained, and I was like, you know, I'm, like, not that bad, like, or, you know, and, and managing it. And I think it comes down to, it's like, you can do Baker's program, and what they, I remember I was working with Tyler when I first get there, and he's like, yeah, when you're done today, go home and lay down, And don't leave the couch (laughs) and show up tomorrow. You know, it's like, and so if you do that, like, dude, you, and you recover properly. Uh, I've once heard it said that he who recovers the best over time will perform the best because the person who recovers the best then can put in a full effort the next day. And then they go back and they put in a full effort the next day. And the person who doesn't, you know, over time, they just start putting in, you know, just days to get by and then, Um, and such. And so it's like, if your recovery is on point and you stay up on that and you're not, you know, out fooling around and you're eating good and like sleeping, right. Then, you know, a baker's program, you can, you can definitely do it. Um, and everyone's body is different too. And so it's like definitely, definitely pro suffer. But I mean, there's a lot of guys have been through there. It's not like it's impossible.
1: Well, you know, going back to, to that, I remember when you actually come in and said, I think it was in a press post-race conference that you're actually going to be going back to, uh, California. You seemed a mm-hmm. little bit disappointed, you know, to, to, oh, to no, be leaving I, the Vegas I generally, factory. generally
0: don't like California. Uh,
1: it's not the I, I
0: like the life I have a lot in Florida. Um, I'm still going to get to hold on to that to some degree, which is cool. Um, I'm going to go there for about five months this year. So for Um, for motocross or? Yeah, well, no, for middle supercross when it goes east, I'm going to stay a week here at the end of west. Uh, Fall goes smooth and I race west. And then then do a week of outdoor testing. And I got to fly to Florida. I actually have jury duty uh, which is, so it's, <laughs> really, yeah. So yeah, I do. I already, I missed once and I rescheduled uh, for like a week and a half after the last, you last know, race. So.
1: You strike me as one of those dudes that would like that, you know, and find that pretty interesting. Oh, dude, I'm totally,
0: dude, intrigued. I agree, man. Totally I like intrigued. <laughs> I would
1: <don't laughs> be like, sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you want to know something along those lines? Like, in Florida, I have an HOA. I've always wanted to go to, like, an HOA meeting just to see what the heck happens here. What's, you know what I
1: what's mean? A, what's, What is a HOA?
0: Uh, oh, you guys don't have them? Praise God. Uh, <laughs> HOA is, like, is a homeowner's association. So, pretty much, if you live in a neighborhood and every house looks the same, then there's a homeowner's association and they might keep up, you know, if say like our neighborhood, we have a pool, right? So I pay, you know, a $50 a month or something fee for people to keep up the pool and for them to do like different lawn care services. That's cool. And then, That's cool. yeah. So it's like, it's HOA, but then they have all these rules and regulations, like your trash cans got to be facing this way and they have to be out at this time and back at this time and then <laughs> it's like wow. you have to it, dude. if you want to paint your house you got to get approved by the HOA if you want to you know breathe to the left you got to make sure that works you know you're only allowed right breathing it's like you know so it's like it gets bad and people generally don't like HOAs and just because all the rules that come with them but
1: that sounds full-on
0: Yeah. But like they have HOA meetings, and I'm like, what the heck happens at an HOA meeting? Like, what do you guys talk about?
1: (laughs) You need to to go to one, and then you need to report back with what happens. It might be like, oh, totally. It might just be a completely different thing than you're thinking. It might just be a beers and (laughs) beers and carbs night.
0: No. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they're just like, you know, getting petty and, you know, talking about new rules, and they're going to you know, get mad at people for or something. I don't
1: know. Or dubbing each other for, for not having their bins in.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure though, it like sometimes it gets heated at HOA meetings. So that's intriguing too, you know? Yeah. Well, that's,
1: that's exactly <laughs> so, right. How does, so, um, how does jury duty get pulled? Like over in Australia, it's like completely random. You'll just receive a letter and be like, yo, you're going to do jury duty.
0: That's pretty much how it went. Uh, yeah, I had jury duty and got the letter, didn't know how to do it. I called my, my I, th- I was talking to my dad when I opened the letter and I said, oh, he's got jury duty. He's like, oh, don't worry about that. You just, and then, and then I, so I let it pass. And then I got another letter saying, hey, you missed jury duty. <laughs> like, And then my girlfriend, Amber, she's in law school and she's like, Okay, you need to go to that. Like, that is a big deal. Like, you can get in trouble if you miss.
1: Yeah, um, right. You're like, over here, you just like, got to submit a letter, and I think you can get out of it, but I think it's frowned upon.
0: Yeah, yeah, so we'll
1: see. You know... During Supercross and stuff like that, you know, we got this persona of you being this, you know, different type of dude, you know, given these weird facts, these weird things. What's that (laughs) like being that guy, you know? is it Does it sort of annoy you those guys see you as that type of dude or do you embrace it?
0: Uh, No, I definitely embrace it. Um, I think uh, I really enjoy not fitting in a box. Um, I can respect that. And I I just don't fit in a box. And then I'm very much, uh, m- like myself, like, and I don't, you know, if I'm at my best, I don't, you know, bend really for anyone. And, uh, it's a, like, I'll give you a couple of examples. It's pretty funny. Uh, the other day I was at TLD and we were doing a photo shoot and stuff. And, uh, you know how like everyone's like, you all political correct, politically correct and <laughs> yeah. they're trying and they're trying to get like, you're not allowed to say Christmas anymore. You got to say holiday season.
1: Whoa! Oh, wow! Really? Yeah. You know about that? No. What's that Dude, about? Dude,
0: Like, well, they're trying to get the Christ out of Christmas, man. And uh, it's like, I, it's not like I sound like a freaking conspiracy theorist when I say that, but <laughs> it's like, it's just over the over time. Um, you know, certain people got offended or whatever about Christmas because it has Christ in the name, which is in relation to Jesus, which is in relation to, you know, Christianity and not everyone is a Christian. And so it's like, anyways, people get whatever. Anyways, it's like, so they were like, Oh, can you like not say Christmas and like just say holiday season? And I was like, Nope. (laughs) 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 Like, Nope. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying Christmas. And then, and then they explained to me, they were like, well, no, it's actually not referring to just like Christmas. It's actually referring to like Thanksgiving, Christmas. And like, uh, I was like, okay, that makes more sense. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. So I, I just, I don't, I don't bend. I don't, I don't mind being, um, being, I guess the, the different guy. I think I like it.
1: Um, yeah. I don't know. Where did, all over the map. you know, where did that come from? You know, did you do embrace school? Did you <laughs> embrace the encyclopedia? Is it, where'd you learn all these weird, uh, you gotta give me a couple too. Cause I that's promised. Such a, I promised.
0: That's, dang. That's such a good, uh, such a good question. So, so I think, uh, from a young age, I forget what it was that initially started. I, I don't know, but when I was really young, like, I didn't, there was, I never wanted to be like everybody else. Um, and it was like, I remember it was like the coolest thing. If I didn't want to listen to the music, everyone else did. Um, I didn't want to dress the way everyone else did. I remember like, I was like seven years old and like, I wore like old man dad shoes, like with no laces or anything. (laughs) Like they were like leather, like, And it was just like, I don't know. And I've, I've like, I don't know. I don't like like the name brands. And I think I've just personified it with, or not personified it. And like, the other thing is, is I totally, if people are like name brand people and they want to be wearing the stuff, dude, I, I don't mind. Like do your thing. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, you're lesser than, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, I could never bring myself, uh, you know, to do that because for some reason in my head, it it was like related to, you know, trying to be something or, you know, trying to make much of myself or trying to, you know, be a big deal. And I don't know, I I don't like, I don't like the idea of like going out of your way to be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It's like, you know, which is different considering, you know, motocross has this whole morale of, you know, of, of who you are and you're going to cool dude, you know, flat caps, all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. No, I got a little bend in my cap.
1: Yeah. That's for sure. That's that's cool though.
0: (laughs) That's different. (laughs) Yeah. And what I've, what someone, someone once told me they're like, it's like, they're like, Michael, you are cool. like you can't help it. It's like, it's not like you try to be cool, but like you, you are. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause you know, this, if you run from cool, it's like, that's not cool either. And so it's just,
1: it's just tricky. Yeah. See that's, and then where did like, you just, what about you? Are you cool? Do you try to be cool? Do you, what do you
0: do? Do you wear the name oh, brands? Are dude, you-
1: That is a good question. I've never had someone throw that back at me. You know, welcome, yeah, dude. Um, I'm gonna say no. That's that's sort of why I can sort of relate to what you're saying more so, just because I'm, you know, more interested in you know, sort of being, you're
0: not going to be wearing Supreme.
1: No, dude, I just can't pull it off. You know, like I'll wear a new era totally. hat, but that's because I like hats. You're like I'll wear a new era and okay. I'll wear Vans. That's as far as I'm going with brands, dude. That's, yeah. That's the rest of It's just like, yeah, you know, I'm more than happy doing my own thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be one of those dudes that turns up and yeezy to the, to the track. That's yeah. for sure. Um,
0: yeah, I wear, I wear a shoes and it's like, you've never even heard of a shoes.
1: Yeah, wouldn't describe them to me.
0: Uh, I used to, well, I used to get them at the store, but they uh, closed. But they're just like <laughs> that's the <a> help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the description. That's a good description. <laughs> now I have to get them online. So that's yeah. I don't know. They're like they're like custom orthotic stuff, and uh, <clears throat> or like for a lot of when I was a kid, I had my feet would hurt. So I'll have high arches or whatever. And then I found these shoes that I could actually like go for a little bit without my feet hurting and blew my mind. (laughs) And then I learned about like what a good quality shoe is supposed to be. And I just like, I don't know, I guess began to value that. And I was like, and it was off brand and didn't look like that bad. Like I'm not going to like just, go and like have no sort sense of style and just, you know, wear whatever. Like sometimes I will, but <laughs> like still have some sense of style, but I'm not going to you know go out of my way.
1: If it's a Friday <laughs> night and you're going out for dinner, you know, taking, taking the girlfriend out for dinner, what are you wearing? Okay. What's the pickup?
0: Um, okay. So here's the thing, like Lululemon, right? Have you tried any of their stuff?
1: I know of it. Haven't tried it.
0: <laughs> okay. So Lululemon, be careful! If you try it, you will want to buy it. It is that <laughs> comfortable. Their stuff is so high quality; it's kind of ridiculous. I'm not even sponsored, and uh, but I was gonna say this a second ago is like because I don't want to be showy. Like I don't like buying any sort of like Lululemon shirts. I have one sweatshirt, and it's just ridiculously comfortable. So like I wear that, but I'll wear the pants because you can't tell what brand they are their pants like yeah, who cares yeah, yeah so i'll probably wear some like lulu pants i'll have my normal abeo shoes they're just like running shoes but maybe i'll have like a cleaner pair that i don't blow out and uh and then i will wear um uh, i thought yeah if i'm going out friday night i'll probably wear I don't know, maybe like a flowered shirt, you know, like the kind of like from like target or something. Yeah. 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 And floral. yeah, why not? I think I have a black with orange one and that I like, I don't have a lot of clothes. Like I try to not just have a cluttered closet. So get rid of some decently often. And then, uh, if my hair is too long and I'm like not feeling it, I'll put on, uh, just like some sort of blank hat um, or uh, if like I recently got a haircut, I'll probably just, you know, put some hair product in and run it.
1: What's, uh? where's the, where's the go-to to eat? What's, what's your go-to to eat? There's one for you. Where am I at? Um. All right. Give me, give me your place to eat in Florida and then give me your place to eat, you know, on the, on the West coast. there. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, West Coast. Um, I'm probably going to Tresinos which, if you're in Manatee, you will know of Tresinos. Uh, it's in Wildemore, I think, but off Clinton Keith. It's it's kind of like, honestly, you go in there, you're probably going to see like Cooper Webb, like that's it, you're, you're, you know, or you know, and I'm dear, like hang out there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like literally, it, it's hard to go in there and not see someone motor related. Um, and just, I'm just kind of familiar with it. It's not, dude, that's another thing. It's not a chain restaurant. (laughs) I'm just a weirdo. But, uh, and then if I'm in Florida, I have so many spots in Florida. Um, Ooh, there's actually Thai food restaurants out here that are really good. But if I'm in Florida, Oh, it's so good. It's ridiculous. Uh hey, but when I'm in California I, I've been doing guiltless meals now with Will. And it's like a meal meal prep deal. And uh that's been like super good, so I haven't been eating out as much.
1: So they like uh, they bring you all the ingredients and stuff, hey?
0: No, nah, you go pick it up, the meal's already done, you throw it in the microwave,
1: minute thirty. Oh, yeah, wow, minute thirty in your way. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. Dude, that's that's some toy with time snacks. With snacks. Dude, that's Bro they they
0: yeah it's next level stuff that's awesome so and and he's got he's got uh, access to my like training peaks account, so he knows how many calories i've burned and uh and you know what my fat burn is and he knows what my program is in advance so it's like you know it's kind of kind of epic, so it takes out a lot of the worry i think it's one of the bigger transitions that that uh will Hahn's been where it's like it's just relaxed in the areas, um, that we can be relaxed in. And, uh, that's been, that's been helpful.
1: Well, how different is it now, you know, off season compared to say the middle of supercross? Do you, do you stick around the same sort of dietary and stuff like that? Or do you a bit more relaxed this time of year? Uh,
0: no diet is similar. Um, training wise, the load is higher. Um, And in season, we, at least end of outdoor season, I mean, it's end of outdoors and Will was fresh on and it's like outdoors, dude, it's freaking brutal. Like some of the races, especially when I was like still riding myself back into shape, like after an injury or whatever, it's like, you need like two, three days before you're even feeling like, you know, okay. And, uh, and it's like, there's so much you're getting on the weekend that, we we would be pretty, pretty dang mellow during the week. Uh, but yeah, I I haven't, you know, been through supercross obviously, but I imagine, you know, Will's program, it's, he wants you to feel fresh on, uh, on the weekends and, and be excited to race, excited to ride and feel good. And, uh, I'd say that's, that's a little different. So.
1: Yeah. You know, towards the end of, End of motocrossing to say, you know, you started getting some results, they started turning around on the podium, dude. You seemed so hyped on the Troy Lee Designs Red Bull Gas Gas team, you know, you just seemed something was different, something was cooking. And it was, oh, I was, it I was, was trying cooking. to explain this to, to Ollie the other day that I was just like, dude, after talking to Michael. I got this this feeling that the there is something there that is going to be so good to watch but I just you, can you explain that explain that feeling?
0: Uh I can try. The sense is um very summed up is that we are becoming a championship team and you have to become a championship team before you can win a championship you have to become a champion before you can win a championship and we have now dude tk as a you know team manager nearly cleaned up on the off season with you know getting even you know so many good staff guys we we stole uh the crew chief josh from Honda um we got uh Derek, I don't know his last name, but he's worked with uh, worked at you know Star and at Geico. Yep, but he's yep, been yep. Uh, Jeremy Martin's right hand guy for a while, and it's like he's so good. And he's working with Pierce now. Um, Jay, my mechanic, the guy's been in the game for like twenty years. He's got crazy experience, and it's cool. I, I it's cool seeing the other mechanics respect him. Ollie Stone, like there's just something about Ollie that feels like he's savage, you know? <laughs> it's oh, like, dude, I don't know what it is, he,
1: but it's dude, like he is. It's, uh, yeah. You know, I grew up just, I was the biggest fan of Ollie, you know, cause I was a, I was a mechanic back here in Australia for a team. And, you know, Ollie mm-hmm. was the dude I looked up to. And now I'm lucky enough to call him a friend. It's like, as soon mm-hmm. as he told me he was going there, I was like, dude, that is awesome. Like I was so pumped.
0: Yeah, I mean, our our lineup this year, I mean, we're practically a super team. Uh, and so, it's it's been really good. I mean, you know, we got Will now. And it's just like, we're a well-oiled machine. And, dude, we have two suspension guys for a three-man team. Like, uh, Hunter Falk is being trained under Adam. And, dude, Adam is unreal. Like, I yeah i have a lot of trust in adam and then and then will dude on top of that will is like a test guy he was riding pierce's bike yeah. you know just yesterday and it's like and so we just have he rode my bike too and it's like so we just have a lot of good things going and um you know and then on top of that you know our food programs getting cleaned up and you know relations and vibes all the way around the team you know are just good and I think we're growing in identity and we're growing, you know, to find out who we are. And I think that, um, in those last three races, uh, it was real. there was a kind of interesting thing because, um, there was a lot internally that had gone on with me up like before those last three races where I had just gotten really, really real with the team and, you know, about where I was at mentally And I was, you know, largely checked out because, you know, I had, you know, X injury, you know, I had whatever injury and, uh, I was like, I was checked out and I had to check back in and we talked about that. And, uh, anyways. And so like, and then, you know, Pierce was out and Justin was out and it was just me at the races and I set the tone and, you know, the way I approach things and everyone fed off it. And I also like afterward, it was just like, it was really cool because I noticed noticed that the better I led myself, like I could have opportunity to be a leader on the team. And then like this whole kind of thing started getting going and, and as I am developing and I'm becoming a champion, um, they uh, alongside me are, are matching that, um, and some, and so it's just like, there's, it's something, something's cooking over here. And, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I've already been connecting up some really good weeks. Um, Justin is, you know, right there and, and Piercy is coming around. And so it's like, we have we have a lot of a lot of good things, and a lot of momentum, and a lot of trust, and we all have fun, and uh, yeah, it's just been it's been good.
1: You know, listening to that, I that that's the word I got right there was trust and. You know, I think you're one of those dudes that I think you would prefer to be 100% honest and true straight up with somebody and you being able to have that connection with the team, I yeah. think is going to do that is going to benefit you 100%.
0: Totally. And, yeah, I mean, it's a podcast, right? So, like, give, give some goods, you know? And uh, something something that, like, I had struggled with in the past Is when I had a bad result, uh, I'm extremely level headed. I, I did a, you know, in-depth, you know, two hour personality test, Um, and I ranked 98 on level headedness. And so I take, I take wins and losses and I just look at, you know, kind of the straight facts and, you know, I'm not going to get particularly, um, like I'm going to celebrate and I'm still learning how to celebrate. Um, and I'm also going and, and I'm going to be bummed and I'm going to be disappointed, but it doesn't always show up as much as I feel like others want, want it to show up. And you know, a lot of, a lot of kids will relate to this. It's like sometimes when you're a kid, you make a, and you have a bad race, you, you, pout so that your dad will be easier on you you know you really throw a fit so that it looks like you're really really bums so then your dad knows you care and maybe he won't go so hard right yeah and it's like at the pro level you you want the teams to know you care but sometimes my maybe my expression and my reaction isn't that of a lot of emotion to where you see it you know and I'm I'm, you know, kind of analyzing the, the you know, performance, what went wrong and I'm, and I'm kind of wanting to strip some of the emotion out of it and, you know, just purely take it head on and, and to be able to be honest with the team, you know, about some of that stuff and, and for them to know me well and know what makes me click. And, and then also there's like, there's nothing they can do that can put me in the zone yeah, And there's nothing that they can do to take me out of the zone, you know? And so, you know, the, the pressure isn't, isn't on them, but it's on me. And I, I take responsibility for that. Um, but anyways, some weird, weird, weird struggles. It's like just a weird balance to how do you show emotion? Tell me you care, um, when that may not be your initial reaction or your natural reaction.
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly right, you know, and and talking about reactions, one of the things that I wanted to to ask you was going back in Supercross with with Jet Lawrence, like, dude, I'm an Aussie, and the way Jet reacted and the shit he said, dude, I was just like, dude, you are so far off. How did did you see that? How was that whole thing that happened in Salt Lake City? Uh, You're
0: referring to... Uh, when I ran in on him and he flipped me off.
1: Yeah. And then went on that tangent in the post yeah. press conference and I was, dude, I was shaking you, my head the whole
0: time. He said like, uh, what do you say? He said, "I'm um, brainless,
1: brainless, a dumb writer. And that's why he had to show you who was one or something.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Dude, so I I had hung, not hung out, but I was, uh, hanging out with some friends and he showed up, uh, and like, this is, you know, a while back and, you know, maybe 2019 or something. We were cool. We were fine. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the story was. Um, and yeah, just in relation to all that, it was like, honestly, dude, I totally didn't, I was super level headed through the whole thing. Uh, once he like said all the stuff, like I stay off social media, but the thing that bothered me most was that I was in Southern California at the time and there's nowhere I could go where I could get away from it. Yeah. And so, you know, my, my, you know, dad is, you know, telling me, you know, this and then, you know, so-and-so's, you know, my, even my, you know, my brother, my family, like, you know what I mean? It's like, and not that they're, They were wrong in doing that, but you know, they're curious and it's juicy, and it's like people love gossip, and and uh, you know, and it didn't help that I totally should have won that race and totally, you know, crumbled. And so, uh, and honestly, it's like dude, where I was is coming off injury, like I did really good in that race, like I'm not, you know, ashamed of that, but uh just, just for where I was at. But, uh, you know, I think, I think I left them on the table and, um, so that, that didn't help, you know? And then, you know, even like I went to Bible study and it was like, you know, I could just feel like people wanted to ask me about it. You know what I mean? Like everywhere I went (laughs) and, uh,
1: I'm not going to lie. I was the dude that asked you in the press conference like a week later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I knew it was going to come up and like, I don't know, in but there was also a cool part of it because I remembered when, you know, I was growing up and maybe it was like J Law and yeah, you know, Villapoto or you know Valesi and Villapoto or you know even maybe more recently it was like, uh, you know, the stuff with Cooper Webb and Bowers and like you know what I mean and there's just different like there's been different spats or whatever you want to call them throughout the years. And, you know, rivalries, brewing and stuff that I've watched. And it's like, wow. Like, look at that. I am a part of that. Like, I'm like, it's, you know, it was, part, it was like, part of it was like crazy. It's like, dang, I'm at the level where that's like, this is like the most exciting thing in motocross at this moment. <laughs> it's like, this is everywhere. That's, and, you know, that's uh, a cool
1: I, way of looking at it. Dude. I like that. That's sick. Yeah. And it was,
0: it was like, dang, this is kind of crazy. Like, that's wild. this is like borderline reality TV show being lived out in my actual life. This is wild. You know, and, uh, keep going. Sorry. And, but yeah, so I, you know, it's hard to get it out of my head. I didn't, I didn't go on social media a lot, but you know, the stuff trickles down and I think I went on it once and it was like, ah, gosh, you know, and you're seeing everyone's, you know, got their opinions and then uh I just and you know what's crazy is going into the last round I felt more pressure to perform, you know, than than at any round, you know, throughout the year. It was like and it was like I should have won the race before and I didn't and now, you know, anything less than a win was gonna be, you know, a disappointment. And did and I was so proud because Like I mentally, I like was there and I had all the butterflies and I handled it. And, uh, in the heat race, dude, I whole shot. See you later. And then the main event, dude, I freaking crushed my start. And there was a guy that crushed the start inside of me and I just got laid out. And, uh, there's nothing you can do about that. Um, but I was, you know, I was proud of that. And I don't know, as far as the, the direct thing mentally, what went through my head when he flipped me off, which I was like, I wasn't exactly sure what, what he did, but yeah, <laughs> I figured he taunted me somehow and uh, you know, but I was literally going through the next turn, like they, like literally like in this inner calm voice, like, dude, you should probably focus on your race. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, all right. Like, dude, that doesn't offend me. It's like, it doesn't bother me. Like you can have your opinions. You can think what you think. It's like, I'm not going to put stock in that. You know what I mean? It's like, and so in that sense, it, it was like, all right, you know, that's fine. (laughs) Uh, you know, but it's like, you know, it's a whole nother pressure to deal with when everyone's got opinion about some actions you've taken. And it's like, uh, and everyone's, you know, i have practically had team orders that if I was ever near him, I got to, you know, put him in the stands and it's like, you know, and, and that wasn't like, is that, that actually, wasn't is that me. Actually a like, thing? not, you know, not literally, but you know, all the mechanics off, oh, he did that to me. And yeah. if that happened to me, you know what I mean? It's like, And so then you have this pressure, because if you have this pressure that you feel like you need to respond, you know, in some certain way, and you have to, and then finally I realized like, man, this isn't something like, this isn't the area to bend, you know what I mean? It's like, I gotta, I, I, you know what I I eventually learned and I thought this was like, you know, if I'm going to try to to perform or to do something that is coming from someone else's mind, right? If it's someone else's mind that I should take him out or do, you know, say something to him or if I need to go get in his face or dude, if it's not out of me and who I am, then there's no chance of me doing it successful. It's like, if you try to ride and you're trying to ride like someone else, or you're trying to, you know, keep up with someone else and you're not focused on, you know, being you, it's like, then you're not going to go anywhere. And so, I don't know, I'm kind of dragging on, but it was, uh, it was a whole deal.
1: The, probably one of my favorite races that I've ever watched with you was Oakland with Faulkner mm-hmm. Heat 1. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I remember that. Dude, that was <laughs> sick. That was the best heat race I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> wow, that is that is a great compliment. I it, appreciate it. Was that, that, was,
1: just, that was fun. That would have been fun, yeah. You know, it it looked like it was. Oh yeah, it was just two dudes that just wanted to get a heat race win. You know, it doesn't look like it was any hard anything hard between you. It was just that's what it was, and it was so good to watch, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I think I something I've grown in, you know, in the past few years, and was definitely growing in, you know, then in twenty nineteen is uh I don't know just being more myself, I guess, and being uh being not afraid to you know to do an aggressive move or not afraid to you know to do whatever really and um that was just a fun night, and you know he he passed me, and you know I had you know kind of thought of how I could get it back and um yeah, there's just you know a lot of uh a lot of fun that night and a lot of fun to have to aggressive you know what's funny? Is uh so then I, I said something on, you know, Racer X or something and about, you know I, I don't know what I said, but I said something, you know, not particularly nice. And you know what's funny is I gained so many fans <laughs> that night <laughs> just because yeah. Anyways, I don't need to say that. But, I, think, uh, I
1: think it was you were talking about his attitude, like he's better than everyone else.
0: Mm, was yeah. that it? Totally. I don't know uh, how probably, I remember yeah, that. Probably. And people like fans. They don't like that a lot of times when when riders, you know, just are like I don't know, overconfident or whatever, and you know, and, and every every fan. You know, fans, they love effort is what they love. And, yeah. you know, and so when him and I were, you know, given effort and it's like, I don't know, it's just, it's a cool story. But anyway, so he, yeah, his attitude that he feels like he's better than most, you know, the only regret I had about that is not only, I don't know if only regret, I, I haven't thought about this in so long, but anyway, so. I remember I talked to Jake Veneta the chaplain and uh, He's a good dude, and, like, man.
1: He's a good he's dude. He's a good dude. Yeah.
0: He's a good dude. And like, you know, it's obvious I'm I'm a Christian, I'm a man of faith, and uh and so I was like just realizing like man, I don't regret necessarily what I said and I don't necessarily take it back, but I do regret that the first time Austin would hear that is like through social media or through some sort of outlet. Right. And so the next time the like we had no necessarily beef, but uh, track walk, uh, the next weekend I went up and I talked to him about it. And I just said, Hey, I'm sorry that you heard those comments, you know, via social media, I should have came to you and told you if I wanted to say something like that. And, <laughs> and like I said, essentially like, I don't take it back, but, just <laughs> want you know, like, I'm sorry. It was just, it was just funny. It's like you're trying Dean to be nice, but trying to
1: give him at the same time.
0: No, I'm not necessarily, I'm not trying to necessarily be nice, but, uh. What did he say? I don't, no, it was like, you know, I think he played it off like he didn't see it or something. Or like, you know, anyways, it's, he might not have seen it. And that's fine too. I was like, yeah, well you want me you want me to read it for you <laughs> <laughs> I can transcript no, it <laughs> no but it was, it was funny I remember Dean was there he was sitting on a hay bale and he was like yeah he's like getting out the popcorn like <laughs> it's <was> just funny <laughs> that, so.
1: that's a typical Dino thing to do you know
0: oh uh, yeah yeah he loves it
1: uh, Justin Barsha, have you spent much time around him
0: uh quite a bit. Yeah, just read the track and stuff. We don't like hang out outside a whole lot. See.
1: Bosch is probably one of those guys you you grew up watching, is that right? Dude, it's kind of nuts like Yeah, I, this, I can imagine.
0: Yeah, it's really nuts. One of like the most like ingrained uh motocross awesome like and like childhood thoughts is uh, not childhood. I mean, I would have been like eight, nine years old. But uh, where his where his debut at Glen Helen, when he like is just blistering fast, one fifty one on Geico, yeah. and he checks out, and the track is sick, and it's like the biggest track ever known to man, and he checks out like thirty seconds, and then just tanks and gets reeled in. And, you know, gets <laughs> I, I don't know what he got, but he got like fourth or fifth or sixth maybe. But it was just like it was just amazing, and that was like always ingrained in my head. And then, dude, when I was like sponsored by Fox as a kid, and you know, I would work with, or, you know, try to use my angles to get goggles. And like, I got his goggles, you know, at Hangtown when he was like a rookie four fifty guy. And uh, dude, I remember I was like thirteen. Uh, or maybe 12, 12, 13. And either me or my brother was racing monster cup. And my mom like knew his mom and like got him to come in the, in the rig. And like, we talked, it was like, it's just wild. Like, uh, I don't know. All like all those years. And now it's like, that's my teammate. And I, you know, we played a little cat and mouse like the other day. There is so fun. He's, he like, me from, I don't know, he he started pretty close behind me, but, and, uh, he passed me and then like, he passed me and I knew the next turn I was going to pass him like already. And I went up and stuffed him and it was fun. (laughs) And then, uh, and then like, yeah, four corners later, like he like got a run on me in the whoops. And then I tried to like check ups and stay inside of him. And then he like checked up harder and then took me to the top and then like, yeah, is is this fun that's cool so It's you know, pretty... Dude,
1: that's so cool for you you know like growing up watching him oh, yeah. and then being yeah being his teammate dude like that's freaking amazing
0: yeah hey don't meet your heroes though honestly <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: what's uh what's your era of racing that you love like give me give me your guy who was your guy growing up
0: oh uh, so i mean yeah, I guess my era is pretty late. So it's like, honestly, my guy was Dungy. Um, the days old- and yeah, I mean, he was, he was Suzuki and he was Fox. I was Suzuki and Fox. Um, and then dude, when he went four fifty, I was there in like twenty twenty ten 2010 Anaheim when he's battling with Stuart and Stuart was like supposed to be untouchable. And then like this rookie kid comes and he's like shredding. And, uh, I don't know. So like I was, I was a big fan of him and I was a fan of his work ethic. And, uh, I looked up to that now we're, we're friends and it's like, it's crazy. Cause really? dude, that's yeah, he, cool. Oh yeah. Dude. Well, he's a man of faith as well. And, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's pretty, pretty wild. Um, so like we've, we've talked and we've hung out and you know, he's given me like different advice and, um, and it's been, it's been good. So, uh, he's actually been giving me some really good advice, but he was, he he was, I looked up to him because of his work ethic. And it's funny because I, I wanted like a time in my life. Like I looked forward to the day when everything, like I ate, drank, you know, the, how many hours I slept, you know, when I wake up, you know, what I rode, everything, when everything was going to be for the purpose of motocross, like, and for being the best. And, uh, it's like, and I saw him kind of, as someone who did that. And uh now it's funny like being here in the position where so much of my life is directed towards motocross and I realize that to have areas where it's not is like definitely healthy. <laughs> and uh it's it's
1: it's just funny. Dude, that's, that is cool though, you know, like someone that you grew up and now you can sort of lean on them. I just, one of the things I loved about him was the way he composed himself on the bike and off the bike. He was just, Mm. you know, he dude. he was just a gentleman through and through, like that is cool. And, you know, for, for kids like yourself and stuff like that, looking up to these guys, that gives you the perfect role model to go and, you know, strive to be like yeah, no, totally. And, um, yeah, I looked up to him and, um,
0: yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild now. Pretty wild. So that's awesome. also a side note. I, I thought about this. Another crazy thing, like, I don't know, dreams realized or, you know, just talking about, you know, now Barsh is my teammate and Dungy were friends and, uh, I told the Coster I was probably like 11, or 11 or 12. I told him I was going to ride for him. <laughs> it's like, and now I essentially ride for him.
1: Have you told like, him, have you gone like, Hey, remember I told you? Uh,
0: I'm not sure if I have, but I should, you should. You and then, uh, should. and then I told him there was like, it was like three or four years later. I was like 14 or 15. And I told him again. I was going to ride for him and, uh, and, you know, I'm not sure if I said I was going to win for him or what I said, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. What was your, <laughs> really wild. that's a, that's a cool thing. That Dude,
1: that is cool. You know, that's, that's something that all these kids out there I reckon should hear, you know, like, the stuff does come true you know you work it yeah it, it pays off what you know obviously the gas gas red bull team wasn't around um when you were sort of growing up was there what was your team that you were like you, you was you had your heart set on a team or
0: no mm, uh, not necessarily i just i really like dungy um i don't know i get i think i always like rooted for the underdogs in some ways uh so, like, PC was dominant when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I was honestly, I was, I bled Fox growing up. And so, uh, like, uh, I would say Geico was, like, totally the team that I was like, man, they are sick. Um, but, you know, just cause they were Fox and, uh, I knew some of the Factory Connection guys, uh, pretty well, Ziggy,
1: at the time. So,
0: yeah. Those are, those are my people. What about you? Who is who is your team?
1: Dude, I'm gonna have to go with PC. Like I'm PC P- was your team. Yeah, I'm a PC guy like through and through, but like I remember the years like when they first got Monster Energy and you know, Monster Energy, like the end style graphic kits were the first thing. Mm. Like, dude. Mm. I was just like, dude, you, if you had a monster energy graphics kit on your cowie, you were cool. Like, yeah. It was like a huge yeah. thing. That's, I'd like to, isn't it funny? Like you look around now, it's like every single team is an energy drink when you think about it. <clears throat> yeah. Like, a, how old are you? I'm 20, shit, 28, <laughs> I think. 28. Yeah, 28. What? Well, you're 1999, yeah. hey? Yeah. Yeah.
0: 1999 1999 <laughs> yes I am <laughs> All right, you've got
1: to, Now you've done it you've got to do it Start talking Australian uh, Yeah what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah give me a question <laughs> How did you pick yeah, Can you yeah. just explain how you picked yeah, it you, up please I, you, inter- oh, are you interviewing Michael or are you interviewing Mick
0: <laughs> oh, I can't tell I can't tell anymore
1: yeah, you Oh, go. I'm dead Oh, I'm dead Literally, when an editor listens to this, he's going to lose it Oh, um, I love it Where did it come from? Yeah, well, uh, you know Jets, Richo, yeah? <laughs> yeah, we know yeah. Jets That, guy, that guy's a
0: loose unit, right? Well, oh, hey, yeah. check this out Jets was not nearly as loose uh when he was first here. He's like a shy guy. Honestly, Jets was birthed nearly here, like uh at this house. We had like people all the time. And uh yeah, so and <laughs> not 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 condoning it, but uh I think he discovered Tinder while he's here. And uh then he like got a girl and then you know, it's just kind of got rowdy from there, but uh, we had so much fun. And you know, Jets has got it thick, eh? So for a while, I just you know was around him a lot. And then my mechanics was Scott Lillis and he's, he's Australian a legend. Scott, yeah, he's a legend. Scott, love him, love him. Shout out Scott, and uh, then and ah, uh, there's just like a lot of Aussies around me, so. I kind of picked it up. I looked up some YouTube videos and learned how to say my name and then just kind of went with it. It's kind of a bit rusty right now, I reckon.
1: <laughs> oh, Lee. <laughs>
0: yeah, you no, he says go Lee,
1: eh? Have you <laughs> ever been to Australia? Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Where you, that's the, Yeah, nah. Yeah, that, nah.
0: Is, that is the same. Yeah, I was... I was I was born there in Cairns originally, but <laughs> then uh moved here and I haven't been back since, really.
1: <laughs> so do you know anywhere else but Cairns? Yeah, Brizzy mate. <laughs> I I've got some some family in Brizzy <laughs> 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 oh, Jats was actually I'm a, I live like an hour outside Brisbane and Jats was yeah. actually down here riding the other day, strangely enough.
0: That's crazy. I can't believe they let him
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want you I. to do a full day at the test track like that. I want to hear about it from Ollie. Yeah,
0: I've uh yeah, I did it for a bit. But he he uh, he was he was pretty proud. I reckon he was like, "Yeah, it's pretty good, mate." Do you, do you think? Like could yeah, do, do you reckon yeah.
1: you do an English one?
0: Yeah, and I can learn it. I can't believe I can learn anything. But uh, I don't have it like down now, like not at all. And then it gets tricky, eh? Because then you go like Aussie to English, and then it, and then you're like, oh, hey bro, how you doing? And it's like, oh no, not the Kiwis! Oh, frick! <laughs>
1: <laughs> how much YouTube do you watch? Yeah, quite a bit, eh, frick. <laughs> I'd love to watch. I'd love to go through your like recently watched on YouTube. Yeah. I reckon that'd be cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, the other day is pretty weird. So, I'm like. Try not to be on social media like too much, you know, because it's just like, oh, waste of a day, usually. And, uh, (laughs) but it's like addicting, you know, and I don't have great, you know, particularly great self control. So, my strategy is pretty much to get it off my phone. And uh, when I originally, when I was weaning myself off, I just was like, yeah, I had to watch, I was like, I want to be on my phone and like do something entertaining, but. I don't really know what to watch. I won't be on Instagram. So I just watch like informational videos, you know? And, uh, I, I you ever heard of Ted talks? Yeah. Ted, Ted talks. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you heard of them? Yeah. 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 So I'm like, I just watch Ted talks, you know, if I want to pass the time and I learned all sorts of crazy stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go into a bit more serious topics. So like all like bright character, but, uh, (laughs) uh, so, so it was crazy. I, I, uh, I was probably, I was 15 and, uh, I, I was always wanting to be like a no stone unturned person. And, uh, that's like pretty big for me. And so, uh, but one of the things that I remember like that was pretty powerful, um, was Kobe Bryant? Um, he did an in-depth interview that, honestly, it's like still to this day, like really impactful for me. Or at least, I don't, not that I've like gone and referenced a video recently, but it's like an hour-long in-depth video with uh, interview with Kobe Bryant. So, right there, I learned so much. I don't know if you if you've ever heard, you know, Kobe or different things around him. It's like, yeah. dude, I learned so much in a short amount of time. And they were just talking about his career and different things he learned. And he said he would, he would cold, cold call random people. Like if there was, you know, and he had contacts, you know, he could get a hold of anyone he wanted cause he's, you know, he's Kobe. But, and so he would cold call someone and ask them about their business, you know, some high up in their business and cold call them at two, 3am in the morning and then just drill him with questions about their business. And he would ask him about their business and then see if there's anything he can take and apply it to his basketball. Like he was that relentless yeah. and to where he was able to use things that were applicable in all, like all sorts of areas of life. And he was able to, you know, find different things that apply to his basketball and he was relentless in his pursuit of, you know, improvement and growth and information. And, um, and that was inspiring for me. And so I then began to learn all sorts of stuff. Um, like from, from Ted talks and from everyday situation, I learned like crazy amount of things and that are like totally simple things, but, that I now really enjoy. Like I, I, I learned, uh, you know, I, re- I, watched a Ted talk about how to be a great conversationalist. And the, the answer was learn how to be a great interviewer and you
1: can, I can see use that. those principles I can in conversation you because you throw things back at me. And that was, I was just like, wow. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I got totally. that. I it's that. like, That's cool, dude
0: yeah. And, and it's, it's cool because, and it's all of a sudden, like, you're like, Whoa, this guy actually cares. This is weird. (laughs) You know, it's like, and I don't know, it just makes life more fun. And so there's, there's so many little things. And my brother actually referenced one, um, in relation to, uh, he, he wrote an article and, and he referenced something that I had taught him from a Ted talk. Um, and it's honestly something I reference. I told my, my roommate in Florida about it recently. And, um, it's, this is there's a, there's a, there's a study they did and it was, uh, you know, I think it was 400, And like 37 people, four and 23 people in this study. And, uh, they said, everyone come up with a goal that you have for, you know, the future you, you want to achieve this goal. And they said, now we want half of you guys to tell the room what your goal is. And we want half of you guys to not And so half shared what their goal was and half of them didn't. And they said, now we want you, here's a pen and paper and we want you guys to all go work for 45 minutes um, and come up with a plan and strategy for your goal. Well, uh, on average, the, those who shared their goal worked on average, uh, I think it was like 32 minutes. Um, And then they stopped working and when asked if they felt closer or further to their goal, they said that they felt um, closer. And those who did not share their goal um, worked on average 45, the total 45 minutes. And when asked if they felt closer or further from their goal, they said they felt further. And the reason this is, is the study was um, essentially a study that was interested in the dopamine levels of, so when you share your goals with a group of people, it gives off a sense of dopamine. Um, like as if you've almost accomplished that goal and it's like, Oh, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds. Oh my gosh, that's an awesome goal, man. You're going to crush it and you get all this support and good feelings because you have set this ambitious goal or whatever that goal is, you know? And, and, And what happens is though, is because you've already received some of that dopamine as if you've achieved it on the front end, you're less motivated to complete the task. And that's like such an interesting piece of information. And, you know, so often people will talk about all these great things they're going to do and then never do them. And, and like, I don't know, it's just like a little piece. And to where I was like, man, I want to be like Kobe. I'm gonna apply that to my racing. And I'm, you know, in certain situations, I'm going to not share my goals with people. And, you know, obviously there is other situations where I'm going to share my goals and I'm going to, you know, need someone to be accountable to or different things. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. So it's a little, little window.
1: That's cool. I like that. Yeah. What's a, what's you got a, any goals, you know, like, I like our originally our goal was we wanted to be over there doing this, you know, this, this sport's a lot easier to follow over there than it is here. Um, obviously in the way, you know, we got covered for a year. We couldn't, we couldn't travel, but you know, for that, from you know that negative, we took a positive out of it, which was you know, all these a lot of these conferences and everything like that were going to be via the web, which means anyone around the yeah. world can be in it. And you know, that got us in the door to be able to, you know, have who's, these. Who's convers- us? How many people are you? Uh, like in our from what we do, yeah. How many and, people are you? Me and one other person. That's that's what Moto Limited is. Me, there you go, yeah, cool. And like it's the cool thing is, and you would understand that's what it is now, yeah, like you would understand understand it when you are around people that have the exact same goal drive you know it's, it makes it easier when you're sharing with somebody else like you the way you talk about mm-hmm. the team is they are exactly 100% on you just as much as you are on them and like that's the best thing mm-hmm. about me and my business partner for what we want to do as well so hey you know in January I'm gonna come knocking on your door
0: <laughs> there you go well, my door is generally not locked.
1: So, uh, I just, dude, I just want to sit on the chair swing. I, you know, every single time yeah, I nice, sit here huh? the, in the press conference, you're swinging on that swing. And I'm like, dude, I like that. This dude is just, this dude is just different to everyone else and I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's, it, you know, it's, it's like, and that's a. Uh, and okay. you know what? I- Keep going. Go ahead. No, you're all right. You go. I, uh,
0: I went through a phase. I remember I like overdid it. And it was like, I was so proud to be different that in the end, cause like the idea, it's not about being different or like as a kid, it wasn't like, because I didn't want to be like everyone else. It was that I wanted this idea that I wasn't trying to be like everyone else. And I wasn't Trying for everyone else's acceptance, when the fact of the matter is, is deep down we all still do want acceptance, and we want love, and we want you know all these things. And it's like, and so I got to the point where I was making a fool out of myself, and not—I mean, honestly, do not regret. But you know, I was.
1: Why do you say that? Why why do you say you made a fool out of yourself?
0: Oh well, I just like I. I didn't wear any normal glasses. I wore like ridiculous glasses. Like I had these <laughs> pair of glasses, where it on top of the glasses was a small sombrero, and then there was hanging down was a mustache. They sound badass. Like, they sound badass. <laughs> yeah, and I would and I would and I would wear those to the grocery store, you know, or <laughs> or I'm wearing those dude, I had this huge hat that I got, I, I freaking haggled with a guy at a flea market (laughs) in, in Sebastopol. And I got, you know, I think I only got like $5 less. I was terrible at haggling, but you know, I, I, uh, I bought this massive sombrero, like the biggest sombrero you've ever seen. And dude, I like would just wear that to the track and that was just like normal. And you know then and then it and then it like became a thing and people loved it and you know then they're like and then it was like made me want to do it almost less or whatever you know eventually it was people like people
1: started embracing it is that why no i mean i was i was i was still cool with it
0: and like honestly honestly i i totally i like i ran that thing pretty dang hard i think i ended up having to buy another one cuz it got so many holes in it and different things and then uh i think i got to the pros And, uh, Osborne was like, don't you dare bring that sombrero out here. (laughs) And I was like, yes, sir. (laughs) uh. It's like, I was like, you are champion. I am rookie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, uh, and so, uh, you know, that was kind of, and honestly, it's like, it's taken some time, you know, to break out of that of like and be comfortable as a pro and be comfortable in the rig and you know be comfortable amongst the guys and you know just like and now it's like now I am it's like I I belong here and like that's an awesome feeling um yeah
1: what was that like going to you know gas gas team where it's a new team you know it's you know all these bunch of guys have never worked together that's got to be a good thing right you know coming into a team where you all mold to each other it's not it's not like walking into a routine that's already there
0: yeah uh for sure for sure it was really it was really good to um, so yeah it was, it was really nice that it was all fresh you know and and Justin was there and then, you know, Pierce, he was, you know, in a, in a roundabout way, a carryover. And, you know, I, I'd still seen, you know, a lot of the guys and I'm still familiar with, you know, everyone, but it was, it was absolutely nice that we all got together at the same time. It's like, I don't know, it just
1: worked. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, you know, what's a, uh, give me, give me a random fact, just a random fact that is going to make me go, wow.
0: Oh golly! Um, dang it! So I'm totally like rusty on the fun facts, but surely I can, I can come up with one because I just got got some in the bank. Oh, oh, dude! I just looked at a banana. You know the bananas? If you put your thumb down the middle, they like split in three. Really? Yeah, dude. It's crazy. They split into like a flowering form. It's wild.
1: I'm gonna have to go try that now. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's weird. I mean, grab a banana. It's like, I mean, it's it's the strangest thing. And you got to go like dead center, and then it'll it's it's like blows your mind. You never thought that bananas naturally split in three, but they do. How
1: did you learn all
0: these? Uh, honestly, a different way. Like today, I was on the, I was on the bike ride, and we were going like over a freeway, and the freeway was like the two sixty one. Yep. Yep. And I don't even know what the 261 is, but I was like, how do they come up with freeway um, you know, freeway numbers? Like why do they why is that one 261? The other one's 50. And that one's 15. And so like I'm going to go look that up when we get done with this and figure it out. And it's like that's just a fact that nobody else knows.
1: I when you, you know? when you work that one out, let me know cuz I'm interested. Uh
0: Dude, hey, how about, how about this? The other day, <laughs> Uh, the other thing I I love doing is like, you know how there's like a lot of sayings that people just use and they never know what they're like <laughs> yeah. actually originated from. <laughs> yeah, Dude, you ever heard the one? Uh, oh, it's like, Oh yeah. As a rule of thumb, you know, you know, hit, yep. hit the whoops in fifth yep, or yep, fourth, you yep. know, it's like, do you know what that means? Nope. The rule of thumb? Like, nope. it's just, you know, what's crazy? it's crazy is the very nature of the rule of thumb. It's like, The rule of thumb, it's like, oh, everyone knows, you know, just as this, you know, is the thing that everyone knows. And, uh, so the rule of thumb, it, it originated, um, during slavery times. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Anyways, we'll just say slavery times, not specific to a country, but in slavery times, I think it was in America. And the rule was, is that you could like essentially beat your wife or whip your wife with a stick as long as it was uh, smaller than your thumb, like your thumb or smaller. (laughs) If it was bigger than your thumb, you couldn't. And that, and we like just use that in everyday conversation. Yeah. As a rule of thumb, this, that it's like, that is ridiculous. (laughs) That (laughs) That is, is a terrible thing.
1: And how did that like, you know, we use that in everyday life. You know what I mean? I bet your people, if they knew what it meant, wouldn't use it.
0: Oh, Oh, well, honestly, I know what it means now, and now I'm just self conscious, and I can't stop myself <laughs> from using it. It's pretty terrible, so sorry to all your listeners. I I, I just wa- ruined a phrase for him.
1: I want on a podium. I want a podium speech this year, next year. Sorry, I want to be able to hear it. I want you to say rule of thumb.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dude. Oh, you're gonna have to remind me of that challenge, but I'm totally up for it. I
1: will. I will. I'm gonna say. I do. Hey. Every every morning before Supercross, I'm going to send you a, a, a word or a phrase to use. And then oh, that's e- tricky. And then at the end of the year, I'm going to clip every single one. And it is going to be a freaking oh viral gosh. video, which people will love. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not. I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely opposed. Uh, so there was. What was it? There was something, dude, I pieced this together the other day. And this is just like me thinking, because I just think probably too much. But uh there, I was, for some reason, someone referenced like Indiana Jones and my, my brain went on like, you know, uh, a large search. And then I thought of like booby traps, you know, it's like booby trap is like a thing in Indiana Jones, right? Yep. Yeah. And I was like why do they call it a booby trap is this is this is all internal and then i shared it with pierce and it blew his mind but (laughs) i was like i was like i i kind of cracked the code i was just thinking about like why do they call it a booby trap And i was like okay if it's booby like you know i mean i'm not married you know so like saving that for later but uh you know you know it's like you want to touch them but then when you touch it, you know it's kind of it's like it's all downhill, or you know what I mean. I don't know, so it's like <laughs> the booby trap, you know. It's like oh, if you touch it, then you know stuff's going down. And I'm not necessarily that in real life, you know. Hey, I, I can put faces together. The, na- the nature of a booby trap. I feel like they they call it a booby trap because it's something that you would want to
1: touch <laughs> and get trapped in. <laughs> there
0: you go. It makes sense, go. dude. It does, but it was just like, and then I shared that with Pierce, and he was like, "What is going on in your mind? Like, <laughs> what, does, what is wrong with what you?" What does Barsha say all the
1: time. at any of this? Does Barsha just does uh, he just stay quiet, or does he laugh, or Pierce? Nah, Barsha.
0: Barsha. Oh my gosh, that guy. He is he's a loose unit. <laughs> Honestly, you know what's funny is like he got sick, and then he was like getting back good but then like the first week was like really tough on him and he was like super quiet and it was like oh this is weird and I didn't even know anything was wrong with him he was just quiet but apparently he was like really frustrated that whole week (laughs) because he was just like struggling (laughs) but uh he yeah I don't know he's he makes like way too many gay jokes uh and but he's he's fun he's hilarious uh he's like I don't know, just a good personality. And you know, what's funny is like, there's some things about, um, there's a, there's some qualities about Justin that I really respect. And I really think highly of. And, uh, and it kind of comes like, you know, I'm a Christian, right? I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I tell you I'm a Christian, but anyway, so something in the church, it's like, if you ask what a, like a good Christian guy is, a lot of times they're just like a, too nice. They're like, and they're too, you know, oh, they don't cuss and they don't do this and they don't do that. It's all about what they don't do. Ryan
1: Dungey is one of those dudes that I see is too nice.
0: Yeah. Dude. Hey, but in his last year, I think he got over that to some degree. Like his last year of racing. Like I think he really grew in that area.
1: Eli did that for him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. And so, but one of the things that I believe that I believe is, as you know, I follow God and, and I believe is one of those things. It's like uh, our main purpose in life uh, is to, um, to represent God and to multiply his people and to be like him. Um, and it's like, so this more time I spend getting to know God, the more time I can, and the better I will be able to reflect into others. And if you look at God, God's creations, like if someone makes a painting, it's going to tell someone about the painter, Right. And God has made this creation that is absolutely wild, right? It is untamed. It is, dude, think about like tigers. Think about sharks. Think about who knows what the heck is in the ocean. Think about, you know, the mountains and all the different bugs and critters and, you know, birds. It's like, it's wild and it's untamed. And I believe that as men, I believe that, you know, the idea of toxics, you know, toxic masculinity or whatever, like yeah, men aren't supposed to be jerks and just always, like, have short tempers but we are meant to be wild and untamed and I love that about Justin Barsha Is he, he is totally himself and he's not tamed for anyone and I think the world needs more men like that because a lot of men, at least in my circles um, have gotten too tame and I don't think it's a good thing
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that as well you know, and I also agree with, you know, with talking to so many of these writers, everybody, you know, a lot of these writers, man, they, they come across as robots. That's where mm-hmm. you are completely different to that. And that's what I like yeah. with you is, you know, what you get. Is and
0: that's you, at the core you, of it is what, what you I just get. shared.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree with that. And I can relate to that now after you explaining <laughs> it like that is I agree one hundred percent and that's like one thing with you dude I hope you never change is just keep being the person you're being which is different to everybody else because it's it's refreshing man. It's like it's like I don't know, it's it's cool. It's it's just something about it I like and there's a, a lot of people in yeah. Australia that like it as well.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And uh you know it's, I'd say the same thing about you Nick. There's just something that draws me towards you and you're a really good interviewer. And something I learned cause I, I enjoy basketball and I follow some basketball um, and I really enjoyed Kobe and, you know, kind of learned about him and basketball. They have really good content all the time, even if yeah. nothing is going on yep. in the league. And what I like about what you're doing is the questions you ask, the manner you ask them, how you listen, like you're a good interviewer and you are something that our sport needs and I'm really happy to see what you're doing with Motor Limited. And uh, I don't know why it's limited. It should be unlimited. But <laughs> Dude,
1: we uh, get that all the time, and it's just uh, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's like Steve Mathis even said the same thing. He was just like, "Why is it limited? It should be unlimited." I was like, "I never really thought about that, Steve. Can you can you not repeat that, please?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, though, hey, if everyone's ex- everyone would expect Moto Unlimited, though, that would be cheesy maybe. almost. You know, yeah,
1: maybe we get maybe we got to change MX maybe- versus ATV Unlimited. You know what I mean? Everyone oh, expects that. Yeah. Do- you're how limited. Good, what are you good, limited to, though? How good was that game, though? Oh, my gosh. Oh, do you do, yeah, you, do, you, do, you, do you play games? Do you, are you a gamer? No. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny,
0: like, I've... Um, I play a little bit. I play a little bit, but oh, I, I have okay. a PS3, and if I play, I play, like, on spurts, and when I, I'll play, like, NBA 2K15, because I'm, like too cheap to buy like the game's a new yeah but to be fair if i bought if i bought a you know any sort of new game i have to buy you know nearly spend a thousand dollars to get into like modern gaming and my roommate bought one dude it was so fun we played we played the new supercross game or <laughs> the newest one yep, yep. dude and I'm literally playing Salt Lake 2019 and I'm remembering my breaking points like I was in the race, like in my throttle points and like I was brand new to the game and I like, it was so realistic that I was able to like, let, let the, if I was breaking, it was hard to turn, but if I would let the bike roll, I could turn better. And it was like actually realistic and it blew my mind Dude, and I that, started shredding.
1: That is so cool. Cause I've actually want to ask someone that is Dude. you, cause you rode the track, you, you know, it's that oh, realistic yeah. is it? Dude, it was pretty close.
0: Um, it was literally pretty close. Like, uh, Salt Lake 2019. I forget. There was probably, there was a number of rounds. <laughs> But I remember like after the triple like it was slick and you couldn't really get like a spurt of gas so you just had to like roll it and when you're on video game there's no risk so every <laughs> spurt of gas you can get you just spurt but like I learned that in this game it's like cuz I yeah you know, I was in like you know 17th I'm just struggling like you <laughs> know
1: trying to hold first it
0: together. Few laps, like <laughs> dude I'm you know I'm off the track I'm I'm a hazard you know and and then in my in my my buddies, they had been playing, you know, a couple times and they had never, never even gotten close to being like in the field. Like they were just terrible. And then, and then I was seven, sec- 17 seconds down from Ferrandis in the lead. I'm in like, you know, P 15 and I'm starting to get a hang of it. And you know, five laps to go, 17 seconds down and I said, I think I can win this, dude. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm like figuring out the track and I'm getting better. And I'm like w- using my breaking points and I start catching them and they're like updating me and they're like, next lap, like 14 seconds down, you know, 12 seconds down. Just and dude, I freaking, on. I freaking <laughs> caught him. I freaking <laughs> caught Ferrandez, blew his doors off and won passed him on the last lap. Dude, we literally went nuts. It was like the first day they had the game and we went nuts cause I figured out the game and like right away. And they were like blown, their minds were blown. Cause I like, they were struggling so bad. And then I would like put it together and one, like literally like exhilarating, like so much, like heart racing high fives all around. It was like, I've never celebrated this hard about a video game in my life.
1: That is cool. But it was it's funny uh, oh, we had fun we are uh, like i know a couple of gear guys over there that that look after fly and look after fox and stuff like that mm-hmm. we, we we're playing games and one of the boys is just like hey do you want to do a play a game of Warzone with with adam which is adam Cinturillo?" and i was mm-hmm. just like yeah i was just like okay sounds cool anyway put adam into the party and do like i'm you know i'm a fan so it's, it's weird for me and you know talking mm-hmm. to him doing stuff like that anyway the other dudes end up dying. Me and AC end up winning the game, and it was just like, Whoa. dude, I'm taking photos on my phone. I'm like, yeah, just got the like the Warzone war dub with AC and like sending Snapchats. Oh, dude, Let's I was freaking girl. Oh, I was like, dude, I was like, that is my Let's gaming, car- the highest point of my gaming career. Done. Like it ain't getting wow. any, ain't getting any higher. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's cool, dude. I love that. That's sick.
0: Oh uh, yeah. So.
1: Are you I'm a? I'm not anti. Go ahead. Are you a? Uh, like, are you like if it's a you know watching TV or watching movies with the with the girlfriend at night? What's your What's your movie? What's your What's your TV show? What's your What's your go to?
0: Uh, so I, I think yeah, dude, cable's like ridiculously expensive. I mean, I honestly, dude, I, in Florida, I live without a TV for like you know a year and a half, and then someone gave me a TV because I got a better one. <laughs> Then, you know it lives in the closet, and we take it out sometimes. But, uh, you, dude, yeah, if you ever came to Florida, I don't know. It's heyday. Like I'm not there as much, so it's not quite the same. But yeah, my house ran like a coffee shop. Like it was open door policy. Like, like literally, you come home and there's people there, you know. And then maybe I'd like hang out with the neighborhood kids. I remember like one time I got back from the track. And we had neighborhood kids like surrounding my car. And then I get out and we, they were wanting to play football and then we played football and then UPS guy like came and I threw him a touchdown. It was like, just like all <laughs> time
1: stuff.
0: Dude. And then it's like the funnest thing about owning your own house is no one else can tell you, you can't throw the ball in the house. And so we have like 25 hacky sacks and like, if you get pegged in the face, it just means, Hey man, I love you. <laughs> like <laughs> You're awesome. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a, cause dude, if someone new shows up and you you feel like you can't peg them, then you're probably not that close, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's, it's a blast, but, uh, honestly, I never like did a whole lot of TV and then, uh, I've been dating my girlfriend Amber for like nine months or so now. Uh, nine months. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's like, dude, heck yeah. I want to get on the couch and hang out with Amber. And so, uh, we'll watch movies. My favorite style of movie is like, um, based on a true story movie. So anything based on a true story, cause it's just like blows my mind that, you know, the stories can be true. Uh, um, stuff like uh, Argo, um, American Sniper. Those are the
1: ones oh, that come mind. That's right probably one second. of my favorite movies, American Sniper.
0: Dude, it's so so good. Yeah, and it's Isn't so it nice. Not- it's based but on a true story. They
1: could not have got a better person than Bradley Cooper. Like, try and name a better person yeah. to play that than Bradley Cooper. You can't.
0: I can't. I can't call it. <laughs> so it's just been. It, yeah, and then uh, the other thing is, is like honestly. Yeah, I watched some, like, documentaries, and now I when I watch movies. A lot of times I just see, like, the underlying propaganda. And so, like, older movies generally have less propaganda. And, uh, I don't know, so I'll watch, like, some older movies. It just depends, you know. I, I kind of take a wide spectrum. But as you can probably imagine, like, no horror movies. I'm just not into it. It's like... Nah, no, I'm
1: good. <laughs> I probably, I was like more younger, but now like the older I'm getting, dude, I love docos, like documentary yeah? stuff. Like, yeah, dude, I, I'm i literally Wait, doc- one of those do- Okay. I will get on YouTube and I will literally just type in documentary and then I will just let YouTube decide where I go. Crazy. And then it's like 3 a.m. and I'm like, uh-oh, it happened again.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, i watch cartoons, Phineas and Ferb, Pff, grew up on that, it's classic, uh, yeah, I'm all over the place,
1: so. I can respect that, hey, so, Amber is your girlfriend, Justin Barsha. I'm pretty yes. sure his wife is named Amber. His wife, oh. yeah. Yep. What about yeah, Pierce? so we're is trying
0: it- to get Piercy a girl named Amber, <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it.
1: You are just going to go start asking chicks at Supercross. Is your name Amber? Come yeah. With, come with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but uh my girlfriend Amber is her uh is her middle name. So middle names count too, we can work with that. But she just goes by her middle name.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Well yeah. I thank you so much funny. for the time dude. Like uh, I did say I did yeah. say forty five to an hour, it's been an hour and thirty one minutes, so
0: I know. We could keep talking. You just split this up into two.
1: Yeah, well, I was just going to say,
0: we don't need to talk right now, but like, you know, we can be friends and stuff. So
1: yeah, I was going to say,
0: because the conversation's just rolling. Like people don't need to hear at this point. That's like, yeah, that's you I was made was it thinking. this far in the podcast, like <laughs> props to you. But.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking like, usually we try and give these. So what we do in Australia is we do a, a live show, sort of like, kind of like Pulp. We've got a studio and everything set up. We do a live mm-hmm. show that gets broadcast on Facebook and YouTube during the week and then we do these one-on-one sort of podcasts just to just to go into the deeper sort of things we usually have to name it and the name I have at the moment is I threw the UPS guy a touchdown. That is all That is all time. <laughs> <laughs> that is all time. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's pretty legendary. That, like,
1: <laughs> nothing's getting better than that. And he's just like, I'll write this down and Trent will read it. And he'll be like, what's this about? And I'll no just like, way. Bro, just, I just, yeah, I just listen. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had fun. We had fun. It's been good. We did. Um, But yeah thanks so much man I really appreciate it we'll have to do it again for sure but yeah now in an 30 minutes we want to uh, We I, I sort of want to keep uh, an audience and they will turn this off when it's just us just gas bagging about stuff yes absolutely but thank you Thank you, Michael. I really, really appreciate it, buddy. And uh, we wish you the best for, for Supercross and what's going to come. You know, we should be there. Um, Justin's going to win Anaheim 1, so it would be good if you did. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I said to Ollie the other day, I was like, dude, if if Justin doesn't win Anaheim 1, I was like, your job's gone. <laughs> like, it's finished. Biggest upset of the season. Yeah. Biggest upset. Yeah. He's just like, you you will know if uh, if Justin wins Anaheim 1 or not. I was like, how's that? He goes, dude, I'll be driving up the 15, like, flat out with a 51 on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But awesome, dude. Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Appreciate you having me on. Cheers.
1: Thank you.